0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan
1: Bongino.
0: Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this special interview one episode day launch. I'm super excited. Producer Joe, my good friend, how are you today, sir? It's been a long journey for us both, you know, to this point. Uh, Yeah, I'm picking myself up off the floor, dude. I'm not not used to seeing you in a coat and tie like that, you know? (laughs) I know me either, but it is the president of the United States. And whereas I like to handle my show a little more casually uh, when it revolves the president of the United States, you got to put a tie on. It's the right thing to do. I did it for president Obama, (laughs) president Bush and president Trump of they deserve that respect. But thank you for noticing. Uh, My wife thinks it looks okay. So that's really all that matters. You know, it just, it is a little weird. It's It's a little strange. I totally get that, but thank you. Weird a little bit, right? That's perfect time for the drop, right? Uh, Folks, I'm really excited. We have President Trump coming up in just a minute. Uh, Just some administrative stuff. I'm going to try to get to uh, impeachment, the economy, the black vote, hopefully maybe even school choice, trade. Well, I'm going to ask as many questions as I can. President's time is obviously limited. Uh, Before we get to that, we're going to pay for the show. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Stamps.com. Stamps.com, get your special offer today at Stamps.com. We use Stamps.com in the Bongino household. We'd be lost without it. Uh, I always wonder who in the world still goes to the post office and why after our great experience with stamps.com, which brings the post office right to you. No need to interrupt your workday to fight traffic at the post office or anything like that. Don't sit on lines, especially now during the holidays where, you know, the post office is extra busy, gets very chaotic with people sending holiday cards and gifts. That's why you need Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. It eliminates trips to the post office, saves you money with discounts you can't even get at the post office. We love it here. We'd be lost without it. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. You're a small office. You're a big seller, an online seller. Stamps.com is for you. It certainly works for us. It's so easy to simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter. Any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. When your mail's ready, hand it to your mail carrier, drop it off in a mailbox. It's really that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp, but up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is really a no-brainer saves you time, saves you money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season on lines at the post office this year. Sign up for stamps.com now instead. There's no risk. With my promo code Dan, my first name, you get a special offer that includes a week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. That's important. And type in Dan D-A-N. That's stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter danstamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Joe, we love stamps.com, don't Don't you? It's great. So easy to use. We'd be lost without it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an additional sponsor today (laughs) on the show. Our good friends at Tommy John. I have been, obviously, a user of Tommy John for a long time. We really appreciate Tommy John sponsoring the show. They are the revolutionary underwear, loungewear, and clothing brand that guarantees a perfect fit. Uh, Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the holiday season's coming up. It's an unbelievable offer for you this year for my listeners. Right now, you can shop Tommy John for their biggest sale of the year before anyone else and get 20% off uh, site-wide. We love Tommy John. If you've uh, ever had that uh, fear of missing out for Tommy John, well, now's your chance. you got the holiday season coming up. Gifts, uh, give the gift of the most comfortable underwear and loungewear on the planet. Tommy John wants everyone to experience the amazing fit and feel of products like their breathable underwear and ridiculously soft loungewear that are guaranteed to fit perfectly. Ladies, now your chance. Now's your chance, too, as well, to kiss visible panty lines goodbye or even upgrade to the most up, uh, comfortable bra on the planet. And Guys, you have to experience the horizontal quick draw. Fly that puts an end to fly fishing for good. You don't want that. Plus, you'll never, ever, ever get a wedgie. Tommy John's guaranteeing it. If your first pair is the best you'll ever wear, you get your money back. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season with limited edition gifts like loungewear and underwear from Tommy John. Save 20% off site wide when you visit TommyJohn.com and use offer code DAN. That's code DAN at TommyJohn.com for 20% off site wide. Okay, Joe. Obviously an important moment for our show, yeah. Lady, just, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just some house cleaning. We're going to be doing this show. Uh, we're going to try to do it weekly. We're going to be launching a new interview series now. Obviously our first president, our first interview is the president coming right up. Uh, I will be announcing at the end, stay tuned, some additional guests coming up. I think you're going to be equally excited. It's hard to surpass the president of the United States. But again, we're going to try to get to uh, the economy, impeachment, and even some other issues like Obamacare, school choice. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen. My interview with the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. I'd like to welcome to our first interview show, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you so much. This is a tremendous honor. You've agreed to spend some time with us today. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you very much, Dan. It's my honor.
0: And Mr. President, I'd like to quickly just thank you also for supporting new media out there, digital media, podcasts. Uh, you've been very savvy on that front, obviously, with your use of Twitter. And um, I, I really appreciate that. And I know a lot of conservative voices feel the same way, and they've asked me to express that thanks to you as well.
1: Well, thank you. But, you know, I have no choice because the media is so corrupt. I have no choice. It's really uh, not something I'm doing for anybody. I guess I'm doing it for the people to get the word out, because uh, The Times yeah. and The Washington Post and every network is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're corrupt. So we get well, the word I, out at least.
0: I don't disagree in this impeachment fiasco farce a disaster going on on Capitol Hill seems to be indicative of that. I'd just like to hit this point first. Uh, We have, of course, some more testimony going on in the the show today because it is a show. And what I find interesting is this was all based on a a fake whistleblower complaint about a transcript. Um, You and I can both read. Obviously, you were there. You don't need to read it. I've read the transcript. There is no illicit deal in there. There's no deal at all. And what I find fascinating is the deal that they say you made, Mr. President, keeps changing because it doesn't exist. First, it was for security aid that you delivered. Then right. it was for a White House meeting that never happened. And then it was for a public statement by the Ukrainian president that right. they never made. Right. Is this a little ridiculous or am I reading the, this wrong?
1: The whole thing is a disgrace to our country. In the meantime, they're not doing any work. We have one of the greatest trade deals ever made and everybody wants it, including the Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi, it sits at her desk for months and she hasn't been able to do it. The USMCA and everybody's going to vote for it. Most Democrats, our farmers need it. Our manufacturers need it. The auto companies need it. And she doesn't do a thing with it. And this witch hunt is just incredible. You know, we went through the Mueller deal, and that, that fizzled out when he testified, and frankly, long before he testified, because there was no collusion. Boy, the, 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 you know, we went through the whole Russia hoax, and uh, you know that subject probably better than any human being in the world. You and yeah. a few other good friends, but uh, that right. was terrible. And then this, I had about three days of rest, and then I had this thing hit me based on a perfect phone call with a very nice person who I think is going to do a good job. He won on corruption, and he should be looking for corruption. That's how he won the the race, as they say it in Ukraine. And uh, he should be, you know, hopefully he'll have backing, and he'll be able to do what he has to do, because uh, Ukraine has a tremendous reputation for corruption. And I also wanted to know, why isn't Germany, and why isn't France, and UK, and all of these European countries, why aren't they giving, why is it always the United States that's giving? And they're certainly it's much more important to them because they're essentially a wall between them and Russia. That's like a big wall. That's the ultimate wall. And they should be helping much more. And instead, it's the United States, always the sucker. So it's one of those things. But uh, we we help them and we will help them. And I like the new president and I very much liked and respected that last night he issued a very, very powerful statement that should have ended this witch hunt. And, you know, the hunt, which, which is, as you know, Dan, gone on long before I won the election. Yeah. It was actually long yeah. before. And uh, you go back to the insurance policy, you know, just in case I should win. Well, we're in the insurance policy phase right now with all of this nonsense. But uh, so we have a you know, it's an interesting time, but we're draining the swamp one by one. You look at Comey, he's gone. You look at McCabe and you look at uh, all of these people struck in his lover page. And uh, Brennan, and you look at all of these people, uh, and uh, I'll tell you what I'm most looking forward to. I let our great attorney general handle it, but what I'm most looking forward to is the IG report and the Bull Durham report. That's what I'm most looking forward to, those two things.
0: Bull <laughs> I like That's appropriate nickname. Uh, John Durham has a great reputation and I'm sure he's going to do a great job. I'm looking forward to that IG report as well. That leads into my second question here. So uh, we know the collusion hoax was a total fiasco and it was basically cover uh, for the Democrats admitted collusion with Russians. Um, I and mean, that's not a mystery. They said they used right. Russian sources to attack you in your campaign. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that, that's not, not a believe. conspiracy theory. That's their own yeah. words. So right. it's kind of interesting how when the Mueller thing fizzled out just days later, this fake whistleblower complaint um, appeared. Do you think this is all, again, like the collusion hoax was cover for Democrat collusion with Russians, that this is cover for the Democrat collusion and the Biden collusion with these key Ukrainians? Just an effort to well, flip I, it onto I think you?
1: Because because this is just out of the blue, this came up. In fact, I remember one of our people walked in, sir, did you ever have one of the lawyers White House lawyers who are doing a very good job, they walked in and they said, sir, did you ever have a conversation with the Ukrainian president? I said, yes, the new Ukrainian president. I actually had two conversations with him. I said, we just released the other one today, and you saw that was milk toast. also. Uh, I think you probably heard Devin Nunes did a great job, by the way. His uh, opening remarks were great. But uh, he just read that into the record because, as you know, Schiff, didn't read what I said into the record. He made up a conversation and read that into the record. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in politics. And uh, if he didn't have immunity, he'd be in jail for what he did. So uh, that's the story. I mean, you know, when you hear about this whistleblower, you know, if, everyone in Washington knows who it is. By the way, you know, the whistleblower is no great secret. The fake news doesn't want to print it because uh, if it was a, if it was a reverse type whistleblower, they would uh, they would have a lot different feeling. But the whistleblower, everybody knows who the whistleblower is. And has to be revealed. The whistleblower wrote a report, which was mostly on the phone call that everybody now sees was a good call. That's why they switched. They never thought, Dan, that I was going to release that call. And I really had no choice because Adam Schiff made up a call. He said the president said this, and then he he made up a call. I think he's crazy. Okay, I think he's a crazy. I think he's a nut job, and he's very corrupt. But he made up a call. He actually. He either saw the letter or he didn't see it and did it first either way. He totally made up the call. And in making up the call, it sort of sounds familiar because the whistleblower also made up something that bore no relationship to the real call. So fortunately, the call was transcribed by experts and uh, transcribed beautifully. And that was the call. When they saw when I released it, Dan, everything started going downhill because... The call was a perfect call. Mark Levin said it. Greg Jarrett said it. You said it. A lot of very talented people said it. And if there was something wrong, they'd say that. But there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with it. Nor is there anything wrong with the first call that they just read into the record. But when I released the call, all hell broke loose on the Democrat side, including the fact that I've heard that Nancy Pelosi blasted them. She said, you can't impeach a man on this call. But she had already gone public because she had read and she had heard the whistleblower report, which was a fake report. So the whistleblower gave a fake or fraudulent. I'm not sure what you'd call it. Gave a fraudulent report, a fake report. And based on that report. Uh, they, they started this whole nonsense, but just to finish, the IG should have never turned that report in, because the IG should have taken that report—it was all about the call—should have taken that report and gone and asked, I would have declassified, would have, should have asked for the call. When he read the call, he would have seen it was totally different than the uh, political operative whistleblower, and this, uh, this thing shouldn't have even started. But the IG didn't do that, so let's talk about the IG. The IG didn't do that. The IG brought it directly to Congress. Let's get some publicity for himself. And he brought it directly. He should have seen the whistleblower report on the call. He should have then asked to see the call. And when he sees the call, he would have been he would have he should have said, well, there's no case here. We also sent it to the Department of Justice after we received the whistleblower letter. And they called back and they said, this is absolutely fine. Nothing inappropriate said. We got a a perfect report on it. Uh, And just one other thing that nobody mentions, Dan, is that when I make calls to foreign leaders, I know there are many people on the line. I mean, with my knowledge, there are many people. There could be as many as 25 people, 20 people, five people, two people. But there are always people because, you know, you're talking to the leader of a foreign nation and you even have a prentice. On the call, I think, you know, people in the State Department and, you know, all good reasons and probably some bad reasons because we have some bad people, too. Really bad people. But I knew that Mike Pompeo was on the call, Secretary of State. I knew that other people were on the call. Uh, Fortunately, they transcribed the call. How how would it be if they didn't transcribe this call? I would have been in trouble. I would have had all these guys lying about a call. I would have had a whistleblower that people would have believed. So if I got lucky that they had it transcribed, these are professional people. But if they didn't transcribe that call, I'd be at the mercy of people that are lying all over the place. But well, I, know that... I know everybody's. I know everybody's on the phone, Dan. Yeah. So I know all these people. Yeah. Who's going to say something bad when I know there may be 25 people on the phone? It's so crazy. Yeah, that
0: reminds me. Uh, a question: Can I? Can you just put to bed a, a far left uh, conspiracy theory for a moment? The whistleblower's own complaints, by the own complaint, the, the fake whistleblower. In the complaint, the whistleblower acknowledges that it's standard practice for a word for word transcript. In other words, what's in the transcript is what you said. Can you put to bed the conspiracy theory Adam Schiff and the lion Democrats are promoting that there's some kind of secret transcript out there where you made this deal and it's not in the. This is I'm embarrassed to to ask you this. No,
1: no, there's not. This is the transcribed (laughs) version. and It's very accurately transcribed. I mean, that's exactly what I remember in the call. Then you the have this guy, Vindman, was, Min, well, it was he remembers it slightly differently. You know, him, he shows up in his uniform for the first <laughs> time ever. Uh, you have uh, Vindman, you have all these characters. You know, these are people I never met. I never even met. I, I never know. even heard of these people. Uh, right. And uh, they're either never Trumpers, some were appointed by Obama, uh but Or they could be never Trumpers. You know, look, we took out Bush, we took out Clinton, we took out Obama. So I end up with many, many years of a lot of bad people, thousands and thousands of people. And that's what I inherit. And uh, they don't have the good of the country at at, uh, at hand, unfortunately. But I watched this guy and I heard this guy and it's not appropriate because... And he did, you know, he did call in. You ought to check this out. As I understand it, he called in because he had suggestions with the call, not strong. And he wrote a letter somewhere. He had some suggestions of the call. They were pretty minor, as I understand it. And they were maybe accepted. You'll have to check that out. But, uh, you know, now he goes like, oh, he didn't agree with the call. But he he actually wrote, I think, a letter to uh, the White House counsel with some suggestions for the call. People should get that letter. They're very minor. Well,
0: he should. He should run for president if he has a disagreement with foreign policy. Yeah, that's how no, the country works. Good. I'm <laughs> sure
1: he'd do very well. He'd do very well. He'd do about as well as Swalwell does. You know, I watch this guy <laughs> Swalwell. Yeah. He goes on yeah, all I got the more vote for president gets more airtime than, than anybody. And he, and he ends up with zero. And then they put him right back on the networks. Even Fox puts him on, which is really a disgrace. But they, they, he goes right back on the networks and they start talking to him like he's a great expert. He got zero. That means he got no yeah. votes. That's almost impossible.
0: Yeah, someone wrote me in once for president, uh, Mr. President, I'll so I got you. more votes than Swallow. I'll vote for yeah, you over, <laughs>
1: almost. i tell you what, you would beat in my book many, many, many no. of the people currently running. Uh, <laughs> I'll take listen. you any day. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I'd
0: like to just shift gears quickly. I know I, I don't want to monopolize your time here, but on the economy, your, your record's been outstanding. We've seen middle income growth, um, the middle class, in other words, for, uh, you know, liberals are having a tough time with this, with their economic conspiracy theories. Middle class income growth has surged far surpassed Obama. The data is clear. GDP growth is far surpassed Obama. Obama median middle income is up $5,000 in just three years of your presidency. It was only up a thousand dollars after eight years of Obama and the failed recovery. So my question is this, uh, given 2020 is around the corner, is there another tax cut in the offing or are we looking at that? And where do you stand on capital gains indexing? I know there's been some back and forth on that.
1: If we get back the House, we're going to do a very big middle—we've already done one, a very big—we did pass the largest tax cut in the history of the country, bigger than Ronald Reagan's tax cut. But if we get back the House, we have to have the House, otherwise you can't get anything through Pelosi. For one thing, she doesn't work. She doesn't do anything. She can't even get the USMCA bill passed, okay? And every Democrat wants it. The Democrats, the Republicans, it's on her desk for three months— and she hasn't done anything on it. She can't get that. She's too, she's too interested in impeachment, although she looks very bad right now. I was going to say before, she was very angry when she read my phone call. She was given false information when she started this whole impeachment thing. And she is not happy about it right now because she's getting hammered. The economy is doing phenomenally well. We're going to, and that's despite the fact that we have a Federal Reserve, don't forget, that has interest rates that are too high. And Obama had zero interest rates. So we're much higher. He was at 975 for eight years. We're at 5000. But when you add the tax benefit, it's 2500. And then you add the regulation benefit because I've gotten more rid of more regulations than any president in history by far, even if they were there for eight years or in one case more. Now, we've got more than any other president. When you add that, that's another $2,000 now. So we're, we're actually around $10,000 as opposed to nine hundred and seventy-five. And our 10000 is for two and a half years, a little more than two and a half years. That's a big difference. And for that's President Bush, it was $400 for eight years.
0: Um, is, is there any chance of resurrecting the indexing and capital gains, the
1: inflation tax? Well, a lot of people like indexing, and it's a short-term... A boost, But it makes life very, very complicated for people. You have to go out and get appraisers every time you do something, every time you breathe. You know, a lot of people do like it. A lot of Republicans like it. Uh, it is a complex process for people. It's very difficult. It's something we're looking at. It's a, a tremendous initial boost. Uh, I mean, I could I could uh, do something that would be pretty amazing with. But I want to do I want to do the right thing. We are looking at it as a possibility. It it has its tremendous assets and it's got some liabilities, Dan.
0: Understood. Uh, Mr. President, you eliminated the disastrous individual mandate for Obamacare, which was, right. was excellent. Um, any talk after 2020, uh, if, if, if there is hopefully a successful reelect of eliminating the other provisions of Obamacare, community rating, guaranteed issue, and maybe replacing them with more... Market-friendly solutions, health savings accounts, income support for low-income folks. Um, there's still, unfortunately, some remnants of Obamacare left in right. are the market. Well,
1: we've, what we've done by getting rid of the individual mandate, that's where you pay not to have insurance. I mean, you pay a lot of money for the privilege of not having to overpay for insurance. <laughs> right. It's a very—it uh, was the worst provision in Obamacare. It was totally unconstitutional, but it escaped that. You know, it escaped it, and uh, one of those things— but uh, we got rid of the most important aspect of Obamacare. And frankly, if John McCain had raised his hand, Obamacare would be gone. What we have done in that very famous vote after campaigning for eight years to get rid of Obamacare, remember, repeal and replace was yeah, his campaign. And then yeah. when he finally had a chance to repeal and replace at two o'clock in the morning, he says, thumbs down. But that's OK. It may work out just as well because we got rid of uh, mm-hmm. we got rid of the individual mandate, which is such a big deal. It's a big it's really the essence of Obamacare. And then we've done something. I had a choice. Run it really well and do that, knowing that some of the benefit are news to Obama. And that's the right thing to do or run it really badly and have people go crazy about how bad Obamacare is. And Secretary Azar and Seema and all his people over there have done an unbelievable job of running it. And we've made it okay. We've made it acceptable. It's horrible, by the way, but we've made it very acceptable. Sometimes you'll hear people say it's not bad. And that's because of getting rid of the individual mandate. Somebody said, call it Trump care. Fix it up a little bit more and do it. But what we're (laughs) going to do is because we've really done a good job of management of it. It's a disaster. But what we're going to do is if we get the house back, we are going to have a much better version of Obamacare that's cheaper. And, uh, you know, just a much better version, but also much less expensive.
0: Uh, Mr. President, if, and, and, and obviously I wish the best of health on everybody in our court system. You've, you've successfully flipped the, the Third Circuit Court with your last appointment. You've right. done a great job That's appointing right. conservative judges. Right. If there were another Supreme Court opening, and, and again, I don't mean this any kind of macabre type of way, uh, to come up and present itself, will you stick to your original list? You've had success with Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, who've really proved their worth so far. Is that original list still apply?
1: Well, number one, I hope everyone's in great shape on the court. We, we want them to. all to live very long and powerful lives. You understand that, because Agreed. if I answer yes, the question sir. without putting that in, the fake news will just no, absolutely that, exactly. rip me. You understand. No, so I want everybody to be right. happy and healthy on the court. But uh, yes, I will stick to the list. One hundred percent. One
0: final question, Mr. President. Um, you have made a concerted push, admirably so, uh, for the black vote. Some place that a place the GOP is traditionally drastically and sadly underperformed for decades. I believe you're making a lot of headway. We've seen down in Florida, for instance, Governor DeSantis, who I know you supported um, me as well. Disclosure. Um, right. He was a, made a big push for school choice and did remarkably well um, amongst uh, black female voters who obviously yeah. had an interest in this issue. Um, What else? Do you have anything else planned for uh, any further initiatives to to recruit the black vote and and do some outreach into a community we've traditionally done pretty poorly with?
1: Well, I think I've done more for the African-American vote, maybe than any other president in history. Uh, Criminal justice reform. That was me. Nobody else. They couldn't get it. Obama couldn't get it. Bush couldn't get it. Nobody could get it. And I got criminal justice reform and I have conservatives and liberals in that deal. That was very bipartisan and I got it done. Nobody could get it done. Nobody else would have been able to get it done, Dan, honestly. I mean, that was not easy, but we got criminal justice. reform. Even Van Jones
0: celebrated you for that one. That was a shocker.
1: We had uh, a lot of people celebrating that would not normally. And then two weeks later, they would say we must replace our (laughs) president, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I had, you know, Tremendous support on both sides, and and we had some dissension also, but tremendous support, and that was really, it mostly affects the African-American community. I mean, they're the biggest beneficiaries, and they're very happy about it. The other thing we've done with Tim Scott and some others is uh, opportunity zones. It's the hottest thing there is in real estate, practically. It's incredible how well you're going to see that. Billions of dollars is being put into locations that would not be invested in at all, locations that were abandoned. And uh, you'll see what's going on in Detroit and uh, all, all over the country. We have thousands of opportunity zones. It's a big thing and a lot of money. Now, part of that is because the economy is so good. We have the best economy probably that we've ever had in history. So if it's all about the economy, stupid, uh, you know, they call them that's a, that's, a, you know, I guess that was a Clinton quote. It's all about the economy, stupid. I guess I have to win because we have the best economy that we've ever had in the history of our country. And the other thing, as you know, is unemployment numbers for uh, for black, Hispanic, Asian. But the unemployment numbers for the African-Americans are the it's the best Ever in history by far. We have the lowest unemployment in history. We have the best employment numbers in history for African Americans. So I don't know, when I'm on the debate stage and I rattle those three things off, I would say that, uh, you know, I just don't know how you get beaten. I, I think we're doing really well with African America. we have tremendous support. Even Kanye West like, likes us and Jim Brown and uh, so many people, Evander Holyfield and Herschel Walker. I mean, we have so many people and, and so many people that you don't know, so many people that, uh, you know, the, the criminal justice reform, Dan, was a very big thing. I, I think it really, people really, it opened up their eyes, like Alice Johnson. She was in jail for 22 years for, you know, she did something bad, uh, but it it was not that kind of I think she had another 20 years to serve and uh, she's a phenomenal woman and and there are many people like that in prison right now but she was in there for 22 years and for making a telephone call and drugs were involved but you know it was really disproportionate so we have many people like that but it helps the African-American as you know it helps the African-American community far more so than any other community and Hispanic community too And getting criminal justice reform passed was a very big thing. So I think people appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Mr. President, thank you so much for your time. It's really been an honor to have you here on the Dan Bongino Show. I deeply
1: appreciate it. Well, you know what, Dan? I just want to say it's an honor to have you as a friend and somebody that sees what it's not even a question of a supporter. You, You tell right from wrong. And you did it from the first day I met you. And you're an incredible voice. And I don't know if you're a lawyer or not. Are you a lawyer, by the no. way? Okay. No, I Because I'm whether MBA, you are a lawyer student. or not, you're better than any lawyer, okay? <laughs> you're, better, <laughs> you're more sir. effective than lawyers. So the uh, I just want to congratulate me. you.
0: Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you very much. You did a
1: fantastic job. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Goodbye. Wow.
0: So, uh, Joe, what would you think of that? Pretty uh, b- broad stroke yeah. uh, interview covered N- a lot nice, of different nice turf job there. And,
1: and thanks, thanks to the president for being with us. You guys, you guys yeah. work well together. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Amen. yeah, good job. Thank there, you, Dan.
0: Thank you to the president for the kind words. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. I, that was well done. I know uh, you got to hear it there uh, before everyone else. So uh, <laughs> we covered a lot of turf, ladies and gentlemen. As I said, um, just some really uh, newsworthy comments on impeachment, on the economy. You heard about the uh, the upcoming push for tax cuts, asked about Obamacare, definitely worth your time. A lot of news in there. Um, on the other side of this also, I wanna get to our upcoming interviews for our new interview show weekly that are gonna be just as good. Please don't go anywhere. We just have to pay for the show today as we always do. Folks, the show today was brought to you by our friends at NetSuite. Listen, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's why NetSuite by Oracle, it's a problem they've set out to solve. Because most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses, unfortunately, fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident that you've got the right numbers at your fingertips? Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run NetSuite. We use NetSuite here by Oracle. It's the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. It's extremely easy to use. No more guessing, no more worry that what you don't know could kill your company. That's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than S&P 500 companies, and you can too. Schedule your free demo now and receive the free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash Bongino. Sign up for your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com/bongino. Netsuite.com/bongino. We use it here. Super easy. Very easy to use. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, before we get to the end of the show and some uh, interesting information about upcoming interviews, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Policy Genius Joe. It's the season now. It is the season to elect benefits through your workplace. Most people know open enrollment as it's, it's the decision time, right, for healthcare coverage. But it's also the perfect moment to reassess your life insurance needs. To properly provide for their families, most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage they can get through their jobs which means that your employer's life insurance is leaving you underinsured. That's where Policy Genius can help. Policy Genius is the easiest way to shop for life insurance that's not tied to your job. In just minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Very simple. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. The life insurance you buy through Policy Genius stays with you, even if you leave your job. And they, also, uh, they can also handle your home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance needs too. So when you're looking at your workplace benefits this month, make sure to double check your life insurance options. Then go to policygenius.com, policygenius.com to get quotes and apply in minutes. Policygenius.com, policygenius.com, the easiest way to compare and buy life insurance. Thank you very much for sponsoring the show today. All oh, we really appreciate it. So folks, in our upcoming interview series, we've got some ringers. Joe, you already know. Yeah. So no need for a drum roll. Uh, <laughs> but next week on the schedule... We have upcoming Don Trump Jr., which should be fascinating, discussing uh, his – obviously, his dad's run for the presidency, his new book, Triggered, which is fantastic. Some of the stuff he covers in there is excellent. Also coming up on the schedule, we have Brian Kilmeade from Fox News, who's a good friend of mine, and Greg Jarrett, all who right. wrote the phenomenal yeah. bestseller, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt. Me and Jarrett are and Greg are going to have a good time going back and forth on Spygate, uh, all of the uh, machinations behind Spygate. That should be a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I deeply appreciate you tuning in today. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel youtube.com slash Bongino. We also have a second YouTube channel, Dan Bongino Clips. We'll give you that URL. We just started it. But Dan Bongino Clips. Also subscribe to my audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart SoundCloud, wherever you can find it. It's all free. We really appreciate it. Thank you again, folks. I'll see you all on Monday.
1: You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.
0: You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.